This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided, or any opinions expressed in this show, are of a general nature only, and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. You're listening to Radio Hawks Bay on 104.7 FM, 1431 AM, streaming across the world at www.radiohawksbay.org.nz. This is a program called Candy View. And it's all about finances, and it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Bruce Jenks from the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. How are you going, Bruce? Fantastic, Ken. Enjoying the festive spirit at the moment, but uh, given our topic today, it might be a bit of a downer. I think you're going to be bar humbug. Yeah, I'll try not to be, <laughs> the grin. Before we get there, just to remind our listeners what the Stewart Group is all about. Um, Stuart Group's a financial firm that's been in town for you know over 35 years and uh, you can't remain in town for that long if you haven't done a good job. So anything to do with financial planning, wealth management, risk coverage, you know that sort of thing, that's us. Yeah. Now I spoke with uh, your colleague Brent last month and we were talking, um, we briefly touched on mortgages and uh, mortgages that are coming up for renewal. Should we be worried? Look, um, I've got a bit of grey here. I've seen a few things. And look, it's not about being worried. It's about planning and putting yourself in a very resilient position Mm -hmm. as best you can be. Um, And that should calm things for people, I believe, knowing that you've done all that you can. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, like everyone, though, that uh, if we were buying a house uh, three or four years ago and we were getting an interest rate at about 2.5%, we don't tend to look down the track and think, oh, what if this changes to 4 or 5%? Um, Ken, I look ahead um, and I look at interest rates and overseas interest rates are starting to level off, we think. Mm. But now I've said it, something will change. But, yes. <laughs> um, and New Zealand still continues to go upwards. I'm thinking, just listening to some of the economists that we listen to, New Zealand ones, that... You know, in about a year's time, it could be a very good time for new home buyers mm. because it's like a perfect storm. Mm. Your two-year fixed rates, three-year fixed rates that they're going to be looking for should be aiming down a lot lower. But the other side of it is that the housing market, which tends to trail the equities markets, um, that should be at a lower point. Now, that's a good thing for new home buyers, mm. and so there'll be an opportunity coming up for them. For us who own a house... Um, you know, when the house goes up in value, I don't really feel much richer. No, I still have to course. buy another house. Yes. So, yeah. You say it's going to be a good thing for new home buyers, but does that mean that you think the money's going to be readily available? It's going to be easy money to come by like it was in the past. Mm. Can we build, will we be able to afford the repayments? It will be uh, harder to meet the assessments, mm-hmm. um, and we're seeing the testing right now that they were using about a year ago. Mm. Uh, the reality now with interest rates. So yeah. they'll be having a higher testing rate. So it will be slightly more difficult. But using the opportunity of this time to accumulate more mm-hmm. with higher interest rates earned on it, um, 
that's that's something good that new home buyers can be doing and there will be a sweet spot for them coming in the future yeah and just to have that faith now you talked about looking ahead when you're borrowing money uh so when we talked about the interest rates mm-hmm. of a couple of years back being very very low tell us about looking ahead and being more prepared mm. what does that mean um Generally, when we look at people's circumstances, we're looking at what their plans are, what their cash flow is, what they're intending to do. And it's like when you go to finance your mortgages, and I'll stick to that topic, Mm -hmm. um, you want to have a structure that's fit for purpose. And for some people, having a steady uh, payment on a low rate is appropriate, and they will have locked in longer fixed interest rates. Um, but for others, they have the ability to make repayments in large amounts, um, then it's not suitable. Is that the name of the game? Pay it off big chunks when you can? Yep, definitely. I mean, I looked at, um, for example, an $800,000 mortgage, which is a bit scary, mm. but it isn't unrealistic these days. Um, you know, a fixed rate now of 3%, you know, that's typically what's rolling off in this coming year. Um, you're looking at paying something like $4,400 a month. So if you take a 20-year mortgage, because if you go further than 20 years, you may as well be paying interest only because you're not touching mm. your principal. Yeah. Um, you're paying about $264,000, dollars $265,000 worth of interest. Now, if you're moving off that to a 6.15% a fixed rate for two years, you're going to be paying $5,850 a month. You're going to be paying $591,000 of interest. So I I think um, you look at this the other way, that if you could afford to pay that anyway, if you had set your payments at that $5,800 mark um, on a fixed 3%, mm-hmm. um, you would have only paid 180,000 of interest, so 264 less. It's roughly 84,000 dollars saved. Let alone put yourself in a more robust yes. position um, with more equity in your property. So in these times of turmoil, you will be feeling a bit more comfortable. I love the way those figures just rolled off your tongue there. 4,000 a month, 5,000 a month. Um, you really need to, to get into that situation. You would really need to be thinking ahead, wouldn't you? Because what if someone, just say you buy as a, as a, a couple, mm. if one of you went out of work? Yes. You know, where do you, that's $1,000 a week. That's a lot of money to find to pay your mortgage, isn't it? It is. And that's where financial planning comes into it and having that discussion mm. and creating that resilience and robustness. Do you have enough to cover three months' yeah. expenses? Time is the enemy for anyone forced into a situation. You need time to think rationally to make the right decisions. And it may be sell up and rent for a while and Mm. then buy again. Um, These these are things that we discuss when we talk about financial planning. You know, it's not always the half a million dollars appearing that we invest. This is also talking to people about the building up of your wealth um, and the ownership of housing assets. So um, some of the work I do with people is about that budgeting, about creating those emergency funds, mm-hmm. um, looking ahead for the next two or three years yes. and where you need to have cash or a facility that you're likely to use. Everything else past that three years. Um, when it comes to lending, you can look to 
create stability with mm. a fixed rate, for example. But if you're an investing person, you can look to be uh, more uh, diversified in what you invest in, and you can afford to take a few more risks and ride the roller coaster a bit more. I suppose we're very lucky in New Zealand. We've always had a, uh, a mindset that uh, it's, it's every person's wish to own their own home, unlike a lot of cities overseas. I, is that a thing that is changing, perhaps? Are people now looking at uh, maybe considering being long-term renters rather than homeowners? Look, um, for me, Ken, I've always looked to own a home. Uh, it's one of the things I enjoy in life. Mm. But for other people, it's different. They um, will look to uh, perhaps invest in a company or a business, um, and that is another form of investment other mm. than the home or land. Mm. And actually, if it's a business, it's probably going to be a bit more riskier, but its returns are going to be greater. So some people you need to think about things differently. If you can't afford to get into the housing market, what can you yes. be doing? You might, for, ex- for example, be looking at investing in yourself. Mm in your career or your business that will actually give you a longer term prospect of owning a home that's probably better than the one you could afford right now mm. um, so the, the different styles of thinking often overseas what they do is they will rent um, and they are far more sophisticated in the way they rent overseas mm. from what I've seen in programs but they'll also invest in diverse portfolios yes. as well so to achieve their asset growth and stability you had some comparison graphs, which our listeners won't be able to see, but talk us through those. Yeah. Um, the first one I look at is the OCR graph, or the official cash rate that we all hear about the Reserve Bank. Mm. And Look, we, t- we take in as much as we can from all these different economists being optimistic or pessimistic. Um, the Reserve Bank recently increased the um, OCR rate by another 0.75%. Uh, um, I mean, the last time we were at this level of the 4.25 was 2008. Mm. And we all know what was happening yes, then. It was the global financial crisis. So we've come out of extreme times. Look, I also looked at the US and what it's doing with its uh, cash rate as well. We seem to be following the same tra- trajectory, um, even though they may be looking to level off sooner than we do. I'm hoping that people will show some restraint, I guess, in the spending. Um, I know people will have the necessary things they need to buy, but reducing debt, um, investing, and not buying inflationary things Mm. um, is what will help settle things down. And I think that, you know, March next year when the Reserve Bank has come back, uh, from their break and been working and they announced the next rate I'm hopeful that people will have rolled off their two year fixed rates yep. because there's a lot happening that hey we will feel a lot more um, um, sad's not the word but a lot more pressured and are not less inclined to spend or buy yep. uh, which should show the Reserve Bank that they don't need to give us another 075 um, if anything, I'm optimistic, and I'd only like to see a 0.25, which would be them indicating that we're still here, we're still monitoring yeah. things. 
The Reserve Bank's talking about putting us into recession because of what they're doing with the rate. I was talking to MP Stuart Nash this morning, and he didn't think – he wasn't that pessimistic. He didn't think mm. that next year we'd see a recession. I mean, you've got your ear to the, to the ground on the financial markets. What's the real oil? Oh, you heard it all here first. We are actually <laughs> in a recession. Um, you know, the only thing that's missing is that unemployment, mm-hmm. and the thing that's stopping that for us is immigration. Immigration is being opened up. We will see unemployment. I was reading one economist's view of things, and he thinks we'll have hard times through to 2024. Um, So I think 2023 is where we're going to have to do the hard work, and we're going to get some of these hard results. Mm. Um, But there is a thing called the business cycle, you know, the old boom and bust. And we are in the recession part, so at some point we are going to hit the dip. And I'm hopeful that that's 2023, and we'll see things lift off again. There's a case of you mentioned the word recession, not you personally, but once you mm. drop that word recession into the uh, vocabulary of the, the financial markets, that it's, it's a fait accompli. It's going to happen anyway, and we all of a sudden we think, oh, my God, and we better do this, and it just happens. Yeah, I've seen some data about you know the calling of recessions. Mm. It's always in past tense. Yeah. When you see the headlines, we're, we're in late. recession already. Well, yeah. we've been there for a few months yeah. of, often. So, um, look, my feeling is the only thing that's stopping them calling this a recession is the unemployment side of things. When that fourth factor comes in, that's when they can label it the yeah. recession. We're all doing it hard at the moment. Yeah. And it sounds easy when we say, um, we say, well, let's just stop spending, but... That's, that's not human nature, is it? And no, uh, it, sometimes it's just a matter of you have to exist, so you've got to spend anyway. And I'm a realist, to be honest, Ken. Um, look, there are other such things as the basics of life, mm-hmm. and often people don't earn enough to do that. Yeah, We are seeing people um, who are on what we would have thought were good mm. salaries are popping into the food banks. Absolutely. It's self-evident. Um, the only way we can possibly get ourselves out of this is getting our economy flowing again mm. and productive. Yeah, Everybody benefits from that. And getting ourselves into a stable environment of about 2% inflation, 2.25% inflation, which it actually has been long-term. That's healthy. That helps things mm. tick over. Are higher wages necessarily the answer? Again, I know when I was talking to Stuart, uh, we were saying that, uh, you know, hey, you know, people are getting more money now than ever, but for an employer to give you more money, the prices have to go up to cover the more money. And it's sort of, it's a, it's, it's a oh, vicious circle, isn't it? I was uh, college age and studying economics when the wage price spiral was around. Mm. I know what that's about, and it's about to trying to find that balance mm. again in the market. And um, I do agree that... Um, there's been a lot of hard work by people over the last few years um, and probably many years where we haven't had wage increases. And in real terms, it costs a lot more to buy things. Mm-hmm. So you need to get things back into equilibrium. Right now, we have an issue with supply. Mm. That's the issue. Yes. The demand's still there. Um, and you know wages you can get a job and you can get a good wage for most people Mm -hmm. Um, and people like employers are paying premiums to get the right people and to retain the right people in their jobs so um, there will come a time when that will shift Um, and we are in a period where um, we need to find equilibrium with the wages um, I think with the expenses going up 
So someone listening to this program, Bruce, who might be thinking of entering the housing market, let's suggest for the very first time, what would your advice be to them that their minimum requirements would be financially? I mean, you'd have to have two wages coming in for My a start, wouldn't you? My history is an old, old school banker. Um, so when I think about those things... Um, I think about having a good equity in the property mm-hmm. if you can. Uh, it used to be a minimum of 10%, um, ideally 20%. Mm-hmm. That gives you enough margin to not be pressured in these situations. And um, don't lose heart. Um, as I say, I think in the future things will change. There will be a sweet spot coming in about a year, year and a half's time, I think. Uh, property prices will continue to decline, as they have, um, which... I think is part of the natural course of things. We had a big ski ramp up in 2019 mm. which overvalued house prices so we're coming back to the reality. They may go a bit further down yep. um, but we've all been around long enough to know that it's a long term purchase, 10 years plus. That um, that figure that you, you mentioned mm. as an example $800,000 is not out of the way if you want to buy something reasonable these days a 20% deposit means you've got to have $160,000 in the bank just to get your house or to get your mm. loan how much more should they have to offset what might happen in a year's time two years time, three years time when you, mean, you haven't got a crystal ball how long is a bit of string but mm. how much more money do you really need to go into that scenario of an $800,000 house yeah I mean I personally would want to see some sort of facility of about ten or fifteen, maybe twenty thousand mm. dollars in there. Uh, doesn't mean it has to be cash in a savings account, no. because the products are, that are around these days. I mean, we all had the revolving credits. We, it's available for you to use, mm. and you don't pay anything other than the service fee. But now they have um, set-off loans, so you can set off your savings against your mortgage now. I don't know anywhere where you could earn 7% plus tax Mm. with a guaranteed return. So repaying debt or having these set-off loans is Mm. a good way to do it. So your emergency fund might be sitting in a savings account, but it's set off against your your loan or your mortgage. And would you recommend um, that we go into a mortgage with mortgage insurance? That is, now, that is part of my gambit. Yes. But I don't tend to do that myself. Uh, my experience with this is if you're looking to protect yourself against redundancy, illness or death, those are the things that you want to look out for. So you're thinking of not the bank, but you're thinking of yourself, your family, your children, and protecting them for the future. And that's where professional advice is good. Look, we could sell you everything under the sun, Yes, but don't. You don't need to go that far. No. You know, mortgage protection insurance is a good thing if you have low equity. Yeah. And would you perhaps recommend to someone, again, looking at investing, well, either mm. reinvesting into the uh, you know, speculating type market or first home buyers again until the Reserve Bank come back in March and see what they're going to do first? I think there's a fair bit of water to go under the bridge over the next two years. Mm. I think there will be opportunities coming up Mm. over the next two years. Um, Land does not... Well, we tend to see it go down the rivers around here when it rains. (laughs) Um, But, 
and they want to constrain towns so land is is something that and you build on it is something that's precious um, and using it smartly so there are opportunities for example for people who want to invest to actually build Mm. and get full interest tax deductibility on it as a landlord if they choose to rent it afterwards that never went when they changed the rules about deductibility of interest on loans for rental properties now, over the years we've been making this program, uh, you know, some of your colleagues have suggested in the past that the the housing bubble is going to burst. Has it burst? I, I personally don't think it'll ever burst because someone's always going to want a house, but has it burst? It's started to leak, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> the balloon's yeah. deflating. Look, we don't want, we don't like sharp changes. Um, we like a smooth ride, but there are times when things get overheated. 2019, I don't know what we were doing. Mm. We must have all been sitting at home looking to put money into housing. Yes. <laughs> um, that is the burst bubble, and that happened in the late 80s as well. Yes. And it's part of any asset that people invest in, the hype. Um, dare I mention cryptocurrency? That no. is probably yes. at the most extreme end of yes. these things. Yeah. Well, we've already seen prices come down, let's say, let's say on average 10%. Some people are saying it's going to come down 20%. How far could they fall? They could go down another 15%. Really? Wow. Easy. Oh, look, you, but think about the price your house was that you owned yes. five years ago. Mm, of course. It's all relative to buy and sell on the same market, isn't it? Yeah. but And if it's more than your home and an investment, what you invested five years ago, you, you probably, mm. two years ago, something like that, you probably have a similar value. Yeah. So it's not money that you've lost. It's no. money that was on sure. paper and it's yeah. gone back your house has probably still gone up in value in the five years yeah. and that's the same with a lot of assets like equities yeah. at the moment we, you go back about two years you're at the same value that's very sobering news though isn't it for mm. someone who might have just bought this year um, or is going to buy next year thinking that their house might drop in value by 15 more percent oh look I was around when the Fletcher Homes tomato boxes were built um, and I was in Kapiti and Paraparumu had a little subdivision like that and people were in negative equity mm. and the best advice you could give them was hang in for two, three years, yep. things come back again mm-hmm. or, do you say it, sell up, go bankrupt, another two years, start again. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. because I guess in the main, if you if you got the intestinal fortitude to hang it out... Mm. You're probably going to come back in the end, aren't you? And the other thing I look at is if I didn't own my own home and wasn't paying the mortgage, I'd be paying the rent to somebody else. Yeah. So why not give myself an opportunity and back myself and pay my rent in the form of an interest rate Mm. to the bank and hold on to something that will, as we know, 10 years or more, grow in value. It provides um, so many things, a home. It provides shelter. Uh, it provides a sense of belonging, a, being part of a community and a neighbourhood. So you get a lot of intangibles that come with owning a home. Mm. Um, so, yes, I, I think uh, hanging in there can be a good thing to do. So the light at the end of the tunnel, isn't a train coming? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> if we want any uh, sound financial advice, Bruce, where do we get it? You get that at Stewart Group here in Hastings and also in Wellington. We have our office there as well. Um, we've got qualified financial advisors. 
most of us have been around long enough and heard enough people's scenarios and we're experienced. So a problem shared is problem halved and also you get to see some different options that you may not have thought of. Good on you, Bruce. My pleasure as always. Look after yourself. We'll talk to you at the same time, same place next time. Thanks, Tim. Merry Christmas. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.